recording and we're good to go. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm tardy again. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I am 15 minutes tardy. And who's shouting back there? I don't know if they're, someone's using the loo. <laughs> hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Hope everything is well. This Tech Tuesday. Hello, hello, hello. Will Burt, KOK73, good seeing you. 7K Graphics, good afternoon. The math scientist says, Pavia Matt. Hello, aloha, Winter LA Master. Curtis Collin, good afternoon. And welcome to another exciting episode of the BCMO Tech Tuesday. And for those of you on YouTube, I promise you this will be the last time that I have a low, how should I say, voice on my YouTube, as in my microphone has been misbehaving recently. I'm gonna fix that. So if the noise is low now, I apologize. It's gonna get better moving forward. I have a new camera coming. Hello from Florida, Hagen. Good seeing you. What's up, that red N? Ardhapthuhapalinen, I think. Yo, to you as well. Hello, Classic GTI. Good afternoon. Kivian, greetings as well. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. Yo, Classic. Good evening, Iken. And, ah, Krish says, Hey, BC, out the gate running. What battery should I get for my 0700 Odyssey? Well, it depends. You know what I like? I like the Odyssey stuff. It's uh, AGM, it's like a glass mat technology, which is pretty cool. You can really have it at any configuration, upside down even. And those have given me great reliability without any qualm whatsoever. So I like those very well. I think the PC925 will work very well for you. Blessed to you as well. Ah, thank you so much for the kind words, says Pavia. Matt says my YouTube videos are amazing. And the weird thing is that, it's so weird, Duran is right here working on this beautiful S2000, and we're talking about that, how tech is cool, but I guess it's not as entertaining as people doing burnouts or driving around or talking crap to, to cops. <laughs> so I will have to really think about exposing more of what we do to all of you, meaning an opportunity where there's more, dare I say, techutainment, where there's tech entertainment at the same time, because we have a lot of fun here. Duran has a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. We do really cool things, but we don't tend to show that to the public. So maybe that is something that can make our channels more exciting. Ah, from Brazil's in the house. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. Um, Teddy says, can I get, I can get a radio? W I don't know what you're saying, Teddy. You have to kind of say that again. Kevin says, what's up, Duran? Be Kevin. It's a, I TB Kevin. Hello. Canada wheel says, have you tried in the Britain Forge Flowform wheels? Ever used Flowform on a project or only custom forging? Great question, Canada wheels. The Flowform wheels just came in last week, and I think our tires come in today. So we picked up a 991 project, which has the Flowform wheels on, on them. I think it's the R10s, and they're really lightweight. I mean, they look amazing. You think, okay, for this look, it's not a multi-piece wheel. It could be heavy. It's pretty lightweight. For I picked up a 20 by 11. I was, I was shocked. So yes, we'll have that very soon. Build an electric car with six speeds, said Dot Cass. Well, you know what? Yes, I'm going to. I just had that discussion with a gentleman, Ken, who's up front with the team. And I'm going to do a multi-shift electric car. It's going to be amazing. Hello, Wilma911. Good seeing you. Ply Grip, thank you so much. What's up, Freddie Gomez? Wilman says he's been missing Tech Tuesday because of work. Well, thank you so much for joining. And once again, after this, Tech Tuesday will stay up here on Instagram for another 24 hours. 
And then as you see this thing I'm doing right here, I'm recording via Anchor, and that allows me to put it on podcast networks all around the globe. So your favorite ones, whether it's Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or iTunes, or Anchor, or Podbean, whatever you listen to, you can just put in BC Moto, it comes up, and you can listen to all the fun we had. And then it goes on YouTube as an archive, archiving moment forever. James from Layton, did I get a chance to look at the LOE? Yes, I have. And I, I need to get to you. I have been nonstop. Maybe after this, I'll shoot an email before my next meeting because I have to head out to seat of industry. So yes, we have. So I'm gonna get that information to you ASAP. Um, how come supercharging two JZs aren't the thing? I can tell you one thing, it is primarily due to constraints in the engine bay. That's one primary thing. And secondly, appeal from the enthusiasts. You know one thing about our market? People are terrified of venturing out and going out of the box. So, I think a supercharged 2JZ would be great, but since they came turbocharged and people tend to want to do that, even if they got a 7M GTE or even a 2JZ GE, they did a turbocharge those. But I think a supercharged inline six will sound absolutely amazing. And maybe you're the one to make that happen, you know? Corvote says, yo, BC can fans drop by the shop to chat. I'm visiting LA for the weekend, I want to visit. Daron's laughing because he knows how crazy busy we are here. You can if we're not swamped and if we don't have a weird project here from an OEM that's secretive, then yeah, but it's best for you to call up front, talk to Lindsay and see if she can schedule in. Apart from that, we get really, really bananas here. It gets really, really crazy. That's why Daron's laughing. Um, because turbos are way more efficient, says ITB Kevin, you're absolutely correct. But some people, like right here, we have a turbocharged S2000 Daron's playing with. And outside here, we have a supercharged one, and they have different personalities, even with the same type of chassis. The turbocharged one will be absolutely bananas. It will have way more horsepower up top, has the capability of being more efficient, but of course, just because of the nature of how it exists has a little bit of lag. While the supercharged one right there has absolutely no lag, and it will feel like a big, natural aspirated setup, and doesn't have the heat rejection that you tend to see in engine bays with turbocharging. So they both have their pros and cons. Winter LA Master says, BC, insights on exhaust cutouts, I've heard the vacuum actuated ones are the best. It depends. So a lot of OEMs are doing things that are electronically actuated. Some old school enthusiasts do something that's mechanical with a cable, and some are using vacuum. It depends on what you want to achieve. Now, by far, whether you're on natural aspirated setups or turbocharged setups, if designed properly, a cutout can give you a lot more power. Now, the beauty of vacuum actuated ones is that you don't have to worry about that. You can connect it to a vacuum source. So when in vacuum, when the engine is in vacuum and partial throttle, whatever the case may be, it acts like a normal setup quite going through the full exhaust system. But when it opens up and goes in boost or closer to atmospheric pressure, the valve opens up and allows you to breathe nicely and make more power. So it's a no-brainer, but some people, and I'm one of those guys, like to actuate it myself mechanically. Um, or even digitally. So on the Veloster N, I have a switch on the steering wheel. You press a button and it opens up and allows that to happen. And I love to be able to close it very quickly if I see a cop. <laughs> if I see some kind of law enforcement, I close it very quickly. But with vacuum actuation, if you're closer to atmospheric or the crossover point, the only thing you can do to quiet it down is to let off the throttle. Well, sometimes maybe you want to have fun and still not have to worry about that. So it totally depends on your desire. I like electronic ones, some people like mechanical ones where you actually pull a lever or turn a switch, and some other people just like it vacuum actuated. It depends on your desire. Hello, Epic Rider, Ken, good seeing you. Can't wait to see the RF10s. Yes, there you go. 
Yes, it would, absolutely. I will post pictures ASAP as soon as we have those on, you know? Oh, so many questions and so much. Uh, I work at Exhaust Shop, we can talk after. Okay, there you go, Kevin is answering so many questions. Andrew Ricky is saying, how's the MR2 project coming along? Very slowly, that AW11 is sitting over there in my storage, right there, look inside. Let me see if you guys from Instagram can see it. See right there, there's a door right there. It's sitting right there. I am really, really behind on my own personal projects. My customers are first. So this particular S2000, that right there, I have two portions in the queue. I have this CRX right here next to me. That my own personal projects have to take a back seat. So it's not coming along very, very quickly. Hello, Dr. Audio Office, good seeing you. Hi, says Tactic, Tactical Gibbs. I'm from France. What's your favorite wideband system for mapping? Hmm, great question. So I tend to use a lot, which is on that car right here behind me, this beautiful 935. It's also on the van right here and some of the cars here that are for off-road use only. I love using the AM Infinity, and that has a built-in controller for widebands. So that being said, I tend to do that quite a bit. So I love using the AEM wideband setups. My dyno has a built-in Motec PLM, so that's built into my dyno. So when I'm mapping on the dyno, whether it's a carbureted setup or a setup that doesn't have a very efficient or very fast feedback loop for closed loop, the Motec PLM is what exists inside my dyno. But for anything outside of my dyno, I prefer the AEM components, so I hope that helps. Nico205DK says, boost my speed or gear on a car without ABS wheel spin. For front wheel turbo car, old lady from 88, is that a no-go? The car has 400 horsepower. Boost my speed or boost my gear with a car without ABS anti-spin? Well, it depends. I like boost per speed, and I'll tell you why. Let's say that I'm road racing, and I'm in a corner, and I'm doing 30 miles an hour in a corner and I'm in third gear, and my third gear boost is really high, do I want to just blow that away? Of course not. So in my opinion, boost per gear doesn't allow me to have that fine, how should I say, that fine tuning of boosts, because I could be in second gear at 30 miles an hour, I could be in third gear at 30 miles an hour, and depending on the gearing of my transmission. So I definitely don't want my gear to dictate how much boost I have. So what do I tend to do? I use AM Infinity, I do a combination of boost per speed by itself, or if I have a boost per gear function, I incorporate that with TPS, meaning I can remove or add boost by gear, incorporating a throttle position opportunity for boost control. So I can have, let's say, just choosing numbers out the air, a 20 PSI boost threshold in third gear, but if I'm at 20% throttle, it's now 10 PSI. And if I don't have that functionality, boost per speed. That AEM EV controller sounds fantastic, but when will it be available? Not for another year or within a few months? Believe it or not, I will have a concrete answer to that question tomorrow morning because I'm meeting with them. But the information that I received recently as we play around with them is the end of this quarter. And that is like end of March, right? So Covolt, let's talk soon. I literally, at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, have a meeting with the entire team out there in South Bay. So I will find out for you and let you know post-haste. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, says Justin McClung44. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're very, very kind. Stephen Adrenaline is asking, what's your first car, BC? Well, the first car I ever drove was a 19... 
84 Peugeot 504. The first car I ever owned, and it's, I hope Daron's gone, because he may hear this. Oh, he's here, oh great. My first car that I ever purchased was a Nissan uh -huh, 200SX. It was fully loaded too. When I keep the door open, or kept the door open, it'll say the door is ajar, the door is ajar, it's pretty cool. Anyway, but the first car that I modified from a performance perspective was my 1988 Honda CRX HF. So I hope that helps. What is your favorite car of all time? Favorite car I've built of all time, I'm telling you guys, is this K3V. It is amazing. This 935 electric is blow my mind. Um, favorite car of all time, period. I just love the technology that exists in the 918. So I don't think I have 1.3 million to buy one, but that would be the total dream car for me, it would be a Porsche 918. It has the sound and the, the, the vigor of a petrol engine with also the technology-laden opportunities that exist with a hybrid because of electric motors. So it's absolutely fantastic. What clutch would you recommend for a gen SI? Car is daily driven. I can answer that because I used it myself. I would use a 1MS setup from Action Clutch. If it's boosted, the 2MS, which has a much of a more stiffer pressure plate. And if you need help with that, let us know or you contact them directly, totally up to you. Meth, thoughts on it? Says Dr. Audio Office. Now, if you're talking about water methanol, I have thoughts. If you're talking about nitromethane, that's a different thing as well. So let me know what you mean, and I can be able to help. Get a 90 Celica, please. Hey, Daron, he wants me to get a 90 Celica. 1990 Celica. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> I don't have a relationship with Toyota, and if I did, Maybe that'd be a cool project to you know, have a, a new Supra or Corolla that can modify it quite heavily and then have an old school 90 circuit project. But right now, nothing of that nature. Kevin says, make the inside work again. Kevin is coming. So I have the guys from Hoonigan coming, oh, tomorrow afternoon. So we're supposed to talk about that because I'm waiting to see if they're still going to work with me in capturing that build. See, it's right there, it's the tail of it, and I'm pointing at the parachute. So yes, coming very soon. But you know what's crazy? I can build it, tune it, get it going. Will I even have time to race it? It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Hello, TurboSmart HQ, TurboSmart headquarters, good seeing you, neighbor. And yeah, TurboSmart is right, literally, next door. They are our neighbors, and they supply all the crazy turbo controls for this car right here that I'm sitting next to, and for the other car over there and for that Mattel car right over there, and all that fun stuff, you know? Giving out gems, of course. So King, Beg, OTI, I always give out gems. I am a firm believer that technology continues to evolve, so I have no problem sharing everything I know because next year I'll know even more. I feel that those enthusiasts that keep cards close to their chest are terrified that if they give it away, they won't come up with something else. Maybe they copy other people, I don't know. But I share. I'm here to be that person I needed when I was younger. And it keeps happening. I mean, it's so weird that when I came to the United States, I started playing all the cars. I wanted to learn so much, and people would just shun me away. Either they didn't know, or they didn't want to tell me. They actually would encourage me not to even think about it. Um, but John Conceli from AM took me under his wing and then taught me the, the ropes. And I'm so internally grateful, and I want to do the same thing. I'm seeing a bit of a resurrection of that in the EV world, because as of this time last year, I knew nothing about EV technology just what I saw on the surface. 
and I've had people who have been kind to me to share with some information, like Michael from EBS. Um, I have some people, even John Consulting once again from AEM. And I have some people who like, absolutely will not share anything, which is weird. But guess what? We're plugging forward and doing wonderful things. And the best yet to come. And the kind of things that we're going to present to the enthusiast community from the EV perspective is going to blow everyone's mind. So those guys who don't want to help, watch out. Have some crazy stuff coming. Crazy stuff indeed. P1 is better than 918? How dare you? That is sacrilege, sir. <laughs> How would you go about building a 60 VW bug a bus? There are two things I would do. On the petrol side, I would not use factory castings. I would definitely use a billet block and billet heads and make some serious power with that stuff. That's what the guys from San Diego did. Um, I guess the guy from Powder, that's what JC does, or JC Enterprises. That's where we go. But with the high I'm on now, I would totally electrify that. And Dilling, you know this, right? Did that cup come like that or did you wear it down? Actually, this cap, it comes like this. It's actually this cool, kind of amazing cap that uh, my friend Michael makes for us. So it comes kind of weather like that. It does. You're living my dream, says Cool J Cookie. I love to do what you're doing. And then do it. It's nothing but to do it. See, um, Durano, we have, a lot, we have a lot of fun here. Actually, we suffer a lot. It may look really, he's laughing. It looks really glamorous, but it's a lot of work. I mean, look at my hands. I used to have like pretty hands. Look at them now. Like, I even busted my knuckle yesterday putting in that ECU or taking out the Deltron ECU from that NSX, or no, from that S2000. Like it was really tough and I just boom and it busted my knuckle. That was fun. Social currency by helping people. Amen, Dealing. And Dealing, thank you so much. Dealing, by the way, is a guy who is overseas in Belgium and he made the trouble fans on the wagon over there. And he showed me this video of this electric VW going to town on a McLaren. It was really cool. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that, you know? Vape says, BC saw you this weekend. Almost saw you dance. Yep, almost, but not quite, huh? Drones look like BC dancing. What is going on? Is the world coming? Is the sky falling? What do you think about compound turbos on a four-cylinder for drag? I think it's awesome, especially if you size them properly. There's nothing better to, well, there is something better, but there's nothing more amazing than use compound turbocharging to widen the torque curve of a car. We have the smaller turbocharger giving you all the bottom end you need, and the larger one giving you the larger stuff in terms of power and efficiency. But it has adds some complexity, but it's absolutely fantastic. B. Herbster says, that Porsche is beautiful. Thank you so much. A team effort. You know, I, I love what I do. I love coming up concepts. I love working on cars. But none of this is possible without my team. Without my team, I am rubbish. And I mean that. Keep it up, homie, says Joke, Joker's Wild. Thank you so much, sir. The best is yet to come. Absolutely. I appreciate that. How soon do you think before racing EV cars become a norm? A long time. <laughs> really, it's, it's getting more and more popular, but you know something about us humans? We are resilient to change. So when would the time come when drag racing will be dominated by EV cars? When would the time come when road racing will be it? I've already seen some, some beta runs of all-wheel drive EV rally cars, and it is bananas. Amazing stuff, but it's going to take some time, especially as the technology stays very cost prohibitive. It's going to take some time for it to get much better. But I would say, if I had to guess, it would take at least, for it to be normal, two decades. And some of my peers may say, that is rubbish, that's not good. But it's going to take that much because the enthusiast community is a little bit um, slow change. For goodness sakes, 
there are major sanctioning bodies out there today that still race your carburetors. Yes, flying toilets still exist in many facets of racing, which is quite sad, but it's true. Does Amar say you're coming to South Bay? Yes, I am. I'll be in South Bay early tomorrow morning, uh, briefly, and then from there, I have to head out to West LA, and then I have to head out here to meet the guys from Hoonigan. So yes, it's going to be a pretty packed day tomorrow. Have you ever used Megasquirt? Oh, <laughs> Darth laughing. We just talked about that. Yes, I have. So the earlier Megasquirt stuff, the early MS stuff was really not that great. I mean, I had customers where they kind of built their own, put together their own boards, and by doing that, kind of would burn some traces or have challenges sucking in properly, and then no matter what I did to tune, I can't tune up. I can't tune out a bad board, <laughs> so I stopped doing that because the quality control was quite poor. But nowadays with MS3s, I have customers coming here with BMWs and Miatas, and they're pretty freaking good. And I can do flex fuel, I can do closed loop feedback, I can do all the cool stuff, I can do individual cylinder tuning. I'm quite impressed with the latest generation of Megasquirt, so it's not bad at all. But what is my choice? Still AM Infinity, of course. Hello, MJ Photograph, my previous neighbor. Good seeing you, sir. Good afternoon. Why don't people build more F22, F, uh, B, and A? They make 400 horsepower easier. 2.2 turbo made 400 horsepower with F21 boost. Hard to find parts for these engines. Those accords are monsters. Yes, and you know what else? Mutant Vermix. Those engines are quite ubiquitous. You can go to a local wrecking yard and pick that thing up for a couple hundred bucks or less. And they come out the gate with 8.8 .8 compression, especially the F22A from A1 to A6. I use that to run nines, low nines, and natural aspirate. They're great engines. But the thing is that, unfortunately, the Accord engines aren't sexy. They're single overhead cam engines. They're in Accords our grandmother used to drive, and that's the reason why. And there's all this hype around K-Series, and rightfully so, they're great engines. But honestly, the F22A single cam non-VTEC engine is the most underrated performance engine for our generation period. And you need parts. Yes, we tend to take quite a bit off our website, but I have a few legs around. You can DM me here, and very quickly I can get something to you. No problem whatsoever. Greetings from Rotterdam. Good seeing you. Ah, S2000 makes place for M3 E46. Very nice. S2000s are awesome cars, and the shifter is unlike, I mean, even compared to the Viper right next to me, the shifter and S2000 is amazing. So positive, they feel really, really good. How long have you been working on cars? Asked SCAN. I see that Gasney Martin or SCA New York Martin. Let's see. I turned my first wrench on a car, changing my cap and rotor on my CRX in 1993. I opened up to the public in 2006. So I hope that answers this question properly. I found out the parts. No one, I found out the parts, no one can find them. Oh, well done. How much horsepower is the Porsche pushing? Oh, great question. Right now, close to four. I'm not done tuning this thing. I need to have a lot of fun with it. The components and parts on this are set up for 850 horsepower. Yeah, because I see S22 Springs on your website. Great stuff, man. Thank you so much, sir. What do you think about Revita from Brazil? Crazy 1000 horsepower Civic. I'm not familiar. Do you know who Reza? Duran doesn't know either. I'm not familiar with Revit up. Um, but anything that's four digits in a Civic is great in my book. I love that stuff, you know? Easiest way to make power running an H23A? Throw away the engine and put an F22. I'm kidding. No, no, I'm, I'm joking indeed. Um, it depends on how much power you plan on making. Now, if you, if you want to hover in the 200 horsepower range, you can do things with intake header exhaust and camshafts. If you plan on making north of that, boosting would help tremendously. LA just Mandler. 
I can't wait to see you guys there this week. So I'm coming there, I believe, on Thursday. And uh, look forward to having some fun and talking about some new projects we have coming up. And I have a lot of parts here, a lot of portrait parts here that I don't think I can bring Thursday, but maybe I'll just bring it some other time that you guys could use. It's pretty cool. Any idea what the pricing will be on the AEM EV controller? No, not yet. Um, there's a range, but I'm sworn to secrecy, but I can tell you one thing. It's better than what you just mentioned. It's going to be fairly cost-effective. Hello, DJ Ramiroff. Good seeing you, sir. Good afternoon. And let me know when you're ready for those tires. We'll make some things happen. Hello, Hot Wheels. Good afternoon. Good seeing you indeed. Thank you for taking time and letting me interview you on my YouTube vlog. It's a pleasure indeed. Thanks so much, Alexis Matt. Now, you guys should do events even more often. So for those of you who don't know, in Sun Valley is this great dismantler facility, and that's where I get a lot of my components for my Porsches. They are absolutely amazing guys. As a matter of fact, like true story, the very first time that I decided to play on Porsches and I was going to build that blue one that's in there, I went to LA Dismantler to buy components. I went to get my gearbox and to get an engine from them. And the owner, Todd, bless his soul, was the first person to believe in me. And I mean that because I told a few people in the industry who I cared about that I want to get into Porsches and I, it was met with a lot of don't do it. Met with a lot of, what are you thinking about? Met with a lot of, how dare you? Met with a lot of, wait a minute, you're a black guy with a Japanese name who works on Hondas. What are you thinking? Don't even do that. Don't even dare. They will not want you. They won't even do anything with you. Fast forward to today. Look how many Porsches we have here. And it's been like a great boon for us, which is great. And we brought a lot of that technology from Score Compact into the Porsche world and we continue to push the envelope. So that push, that vote of confidence came from L.A., Porsche Dismantler, from LA Dismantler. So thank you so much, guys. Bruno Lorza, Bruno, Bruno Rosa says, send a hug to, okay, Brazil fans, big hug. Big hug to you guys, you know? Hello, CD Motorsports. What's up, Jersey Only One? Good seeing you. Luca MVD, howdy as well. When are you going to get into tuning electric cars? Says Shift Vibes. I've already started, so... I'll try and see if I can switch this around. I'm gonna switch this camera. Sorry for those on YouTube. See that right there? That vehicle right there with the wing hanging out is my very first electric vehicle. And we have tons of interest moving forward. We even have partners that are jumping into EV stuff. I just told Deron about one of our partners who just started on playing around with that as well. Have you tuned any diesels? My first, here's the one thing. That's a great question, Teddy B7. I don't tend to experiment, and a lot of shops do this, which is shame on them. I don't experiment with customer cars, ever. So my very first venture in tuning diesel is on my own 3500 out there. I have a Dodge 6.7 liter Cummins 3500. I plan on with tuning that, flashing, and all that good stuff. I'm learning a ton, because it's very, very different from petrol. As a matter of fact, when I pulled the initial files, and looked at it on WinOLS. I'm like, what am I looking at? This is crazy. Very different. So I'm starting to play around with that, and I'm learning a ton and doing some really marvelous stuff on that Dodge out there. So I've started tuning on those, but it's not ready for public consumption quite yet. But if it's petrol and EV, bombs away. Could you help me with my 95 Honda Civic LX builds? Yes, let me know what you need. Love to you as well, LA Dismantler. What do you think about the five-cylinder engine sounds? I love them. Whether it's Saab or Volvo, those sound pretty freaking cool. I like five-cylinder engines. Some people don't like them, 
but I think it has a nice, distinctive tone that I find quite appealing. Rosworth, I love your humor, BC. Growing and developing a lot on your online charisma. I love it. Keep it up. Thank you so much. And I suck at comedy. As a matter of fact, um, Duran is nice to me, so he laughs at my jokes because he's very nice at me. Uh, my wife says I should stick to technology. Yeah. Anyway, I try. Thank you so much for the kind words, nonetheless. Have you ever considered getting to and tuning and building Miatas? So, first question, I've tuned quite a few. Everything from street to road race to a ton of, I would say, um, what, what do you call those? Autocross. Autocross setups. Building them, we have started our relationship with Mazda. And as you see, we built cars for Ford, for Hyundai, for American Honda. Mazda, it looks like it's the next one. It's actually Mazda, Aston, and or doing something with Karma. But nonetheless, that will come. And when it does come, I guarantee an MX-5 will be in our near future. CD Motorsports asking, how did you start with Porsche? Great question. Believe it or not, my Honda customers are who got me into Porsches. One in particular is Benny. Benny Pequa. So Benny was a hardcore, still is a hardcore, sport compact Honda Acura enthusiast. Um, he's a millionaire, now retired. And when he came to the United States from France, he had a CRX as one of his first vehicles and just fell in love with the brand. Road raced that, but as he built his tech company and sold it and retired very wealthy, his passion for that sport compact scene stayed. And of course, as he road raced a ton of Hondas and Acuras, he daily drove Porsches. He just loved Porsches and the brand. So he came to me as I was his tuner. I said, BC, you do such a great job tuning sport compact cars, and I love what you do, and the creativity is there. It's amazing. Have you ever thought of playing around with Porsches? Because the Porsche community needs some fresh blood, some new ideas, so on and so forth. I said, Benny, you know what? I haven't, but I've always admired Porsches. I had posters on my wall growing up as a kid. So maybe that's something I can explore. And he said, you should do it, BC. I think you'd be very successful. And he was right. And we've done very well with the Porsche community. So as I just said a moment ago, what I have done nowadays is, or what I've done nowadays and continue to do is, instead of getting a customer's car and experimenting with it, I went down to San Diego, purchased my first 911 shell, brought it here, and looked for an engine. Just like I've done in the sport compact scene with a, with a we talked about the F22A, I looked for an engine that had very little aftermarket support, that had a ton of potential, and that the enthusiast community thought was rubbish. And what could that be? I know, the M96 engine, the so-called ticking time bomb of the Porsche world. And one thing about us in the sport compact scene is that we know our engines back in the day and continue right now are for econo boxes. They're not designed for racing or for big, big, big products or opportunity, you know, but we address the shortcomings and make a lot of power from them. So I looked at the rear main seal issue. I looked at the de-chunking of the, of the sleeves on M96. I looked at the IMS bearing failures and addressed all those challenges and created an engine that almost killed me back here. It shut down my dyno with over 1,000 horsepower on an M96. And now it's at a comfortable, comfortable for me, scary for a lot of enthusiasts there, or a lot of journalists, 850 horsepower, which is amazing. So. That being said, Benny got me to the scene and we continue to expand from there moving forward. CB or CD Accord build, which one and why? You're the true inspiration. I say CD, CDs are pretty cool. Actually, CB7s are pretty nice too. 
You know, CB7s have a very nice classic look. CDs are, are cool as well. And okay, so put it this way. CB because it's pimp. It's classic. It looks really cool, old school, right? CD because a lot of people don't go crazy with them. So a CD would be shocking to see a lot of high horsepower from it. But a CB has an old classic vintage look. So if it was for me personally, I would build a CB, B as in boy, that has a very nice nod to old school touring cars and put a ton of power in it, you know? BC, how much power do you think you can achieve in a streetable NA for AGE? So whether it's five valve or four valve, if I built it for myself, for my technology, do I build things? I would be able to do streetable probably to the wheels about 250 to 270. I would do that and it'll be streetable, especially with the kind of cool fuels we have nowadays and all kind of technology, coatings and camshafts and technology will be good. Awesome, 86996, amen, yes. The M96 out of 996, the one that people hate, I've done that. So even you see that tail of the pink one out there, that had something different. It had a Metzger-based 996 twin turbo setup that was out of the um, 996 turbo. In that case, it was a, like a GT2 setup, which is pretty nice. Have you played with a rotary? Yes, I have. I've tuned custom rotary cars, but I've never built one myself. So I've never taken apart, a, let's say, a 12A or 13B or 20B and, and had the opportunity to, let's say, port it, whether it's a street port or peripheral or bridge. I've never done any of that. But I've tuned quite a few here. Most of those customers come in with either Haltech or AEM. Acura Vigor. That's true. That is a five-cylinder. You're right. No one tunes those. Good luck finding a Vigor. Yeah, especially a clean one. You're right. There's... The aftermarket didn't embrace it, and I didn't because I didn't have access to Acura as a brand for a while. CT2 Designs, good afternoon, good seeing you. I'm a CD purist. I'm my second one. Well done, mutant. I'm curious to what you've done that. What kind of brakes are on the Odyssey? Believe it or not, factory, bone stock. And people are like, what? You're making all that power? It's my, I guess, my Achilles heel, and you know, Jerome's right next to me here, and I can stay in front of him. He makes fun of me a lot because I tend to make a lot of power and then not do anything with my brakes. He even says the brakes on the K3V should be thrown in the trash can. Well, not the brakes themselves, but the system because I'm non-assisted. So he said, you make all this power, it goes fast, your regen is awesome, but your brakes are kind of sucky. I guess I pay too much attention to going fast and not slowing down. Hmm. Anyway, same thing with Odyssey. I felt like if Honda can make a brake system that can hold, wow, two, oh, seven passengers of American girth and stop that car, maybe me leaving that alone would be fine. No, I have stock brakes on it. Good afternoon, BC. We'll be back at Fontana drag racing. Danny GSR, not in the next few months. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm, I'm not being honest. My goal is to have some fun with the K3. So, I'm expecting uh, some BMS upgrades and a Quave limited slip. I'm going to throw that in, have some fun getting all that set up, go to Irwindale, and then, Kevin, you like this. I'm going to try and put some large drag slicks and go to the quarter mile Fontana and see what it does. So that'd be pretty cool. No, I'm not losing my voice unless I sound... Do I sound weird, Duran? Oh, no. Uh, my voice is fine. What do you enjoy more, driving cars or tuning and building them? Honestly... SCA, that's a great question. I enjoy building cars. I really do. Followed by tuning, followed by driving. And the driving is really, a majority of the driving I do, and Kevin, I don't know, you, you may be surprised by this, the driving I do is not because I enjoy like, oh, I'm gonna race. 
it's the most intimate way for me to experience and data log information. You build something, you can experience, okay, now how can I make this better? Oh, I know, let me try this. So I drive to get data. I drive to find ways to improve. But the experience of creating and improving is what brings me the most joy. Mafara says Kovolt, knocks you for a lack of breaks constantly. Why don't you just throw some big ones on there? So Kovolt, what's interesting is my breaks are freaking huge. <laughs> what Mafara complains about that Jay Leno loves is that my brakes are not assisted. So I don't use vacuum assist on my brakes. And that came from, believe it or not, my road race customers who said they build cars because they want to get that feedback. They want to feedback from the track and the brakes, so they rather not have assisted, whether electronic or vacuum. So I said, wow, okay, well, let me build my center seat Porsches that way. Okay, well, let me build my EV that way. Let me use my electronic assistance with the, let's say, regen to slow it down and then to be able to use mechanical brakes and leverage and hydraulics to stop the car. So for me, it doesn't bother me at all, but think about it. The day that Matt drove my center seat Porsche, he jumped out of a Lotus factory car that was all the bells and whistles and nannies and fun stuff, very luxurious, into a full-blown race car. So of course, you're braking all day with this nice Lotus and you jump into a Bissimoto mechanical brake, things kind of feel a little different. So. Um, yeah, the, I have large Tarox brakes on the center seat. I have large centric brakes on the blue 911. And I have these huge, huge, absolutely bananas stop techs on the K3V. But it's the mechanical leverage that exists with the pedal is what he complains about. I have a CD5 bought from Manhattan CL listing and the original owner is Dr. Ruth. Wow, interesting. 25 years, no ribs and leather and no rust. Car's beautiful, fantastic, well done. That's a nice, nice little find you got there, you know? Maybe it's me, I love driving with driving mind. Once I drive it, I can get bored real quick and want to build again. Dealing, that's great. And you know, every, that's the great thing about the enthusiast community. We can have all facets of people coming together. And that's how you and I got together, Dealing, was the opportunity to do that. You love driving and building, you have that mind in your build. I love creating and improving. So, because I create this, I'm like, okay, here's a concept I wanna do. I wanna do something at center seat, okay. Sam, how can we make this happen? Drawn, how can we bring this to life? And then we make it happen, right? Then I drive on a tractor, oh my God, okay. It does a little bit of roll, let me tighten up the sway bar. So I go to the pits, jack up the car, one more notch on the sway bar, go back up, oh, it feels better. Oh, but now I have a little slip. Let me change my tire size. Oh, let me go with lighter wheels. So I'm constantly improving and constantly experimenting, and that's what drives me. And in the wake of that, we build pretty cool cars, customers come by, they want something very similar, and great things happen. And you know, I guess when you think about it that way, I can never get bored, because I'm constantly finding ways to improve on things. The EV that we started, we finished, what, in November, is constantly going through upgrades. What's the most recent one I did? The lift kit in the front. And then now I'm gonna have a new BMS. And then I'm gonna have an opportunity to play around with even my cells. And then if I find a better, better battery pack than the LG chems I'm running now, I'd upgrade those. And maybe I'll need to do something with water cooling instead of air cooling. And maybe I'll go to refrigerant setups. And that's the beauty, you know? Are air-cooled Porsches as unreliable as everyone claims? Who said such a thing, Jake? Jake, believe it or not, the earlier air cools, the 2.0s, the 2.4s, 2.7s, yes, they had some opportunities with head studs pulling or head studs breaking. 
the opportunities, maybe the tensioners not being as good, but when you got to the three O's, especially the three twos, and also maybe the three sixes and nine six fours, those things are pretty bulletproof. The one thing that I find as a point of chagrin with the air-cooled nation is that I am shocked that they don't embrace E85. Air-cooled engines love ethanol. I have no idea why not, you know, which is pretty strange, you know? Oni Negro, make an air electric Honda and there's no book to throw at you. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Anyway, you love the build process. Yes, I do, Dilling. Absolutely. How do you feel about rotaries? Williams, I love them. The fact that one of the, the same thing I love in electric motors that I love in rotaries, which is fewer parts, fewer mechanical parts. Rotaries don't have all the components you may see, valve train, camshafts, valve springs, retainer. Okay, may have a camshaft type design. Oh, I'll say more of a crankshaft type device in the middle. But it doesn't have all these small components. And I love the sound of rotaries. They're pretty, pretty cool. Um, CD Motorsports says, you should have done collab with Nakai-san. Hey, Duran, someone said I should have done a collab with RWB. We did like six of those already. <laughs> but it's my fault. It's totally my fault, CD Motorsports, because I don't promote it enough. So we did everything from stuff from EA to a car build with um, the guys from a good friend, Rob, from Crooks and Castles. We've done all from, from fashion people to electric to video games. We've built quite a few. So um, yeah, we've done that. Can you bring back the Honda shuttle shirts? Isus, I have them. DM me here, let me know what color you want. I have blue, pink, and also like a natural color. I do have those, I didn't take them away. They still exist. You know, let me know what you need and what size, you know? How do you build a fast Honda in California without getting a book thrown at you? Very simple, electric. <laughs> Duran and I were just talking about that this morning, you know? Ladies of Porsche say, Oni, you buy a Porsche. So if you buy a Porsche, you don't have to get worried about building a Honda <laughs> to get a book. I like you. I like you very much. <laughs> Ladies of Porsche, you're awesome. <laughs> what is the next car you're going to take to Jay Leno's garage? Believe it or not, the electric Porsche. But I did promise it to Matt Farah. So, but that's the next car that we have planned. I'm kind of afraid, as I was sharing with a good friend, Ken, who I met today. Oh, there he is. Um, I was sharing with Ken earlier on today that... Um, I'm kind of afraid giving Jay Leno the K3 because it's really fast. Like, I have 1,000 horsepower cars here, and just the torque and the efficiency that exists at such a low RPM with electric motor in the K3, it's frightening. And I think, I don't want to be known as that guy who killed Jay Leno. <laughs> so I'm really afraid. And Jay has no fear. That guy is pretty bananas. So that being said, um, that is the next car, but... To his chagrin, I may have to turn down the output. Do you like the Chevrolet Ecotech platform? Yes, the Gen 2 engines, definitely, I do. You know what's weird? Back in the day when we did a lot of sport combat drag racing, GM came out with everything from the old Cobalt to some other front-wheel drive application, and they just mopped the floor with all of us. It was crazy how well and efficient that, those setups were, especially coming from them. Thank you so much, lady of Porsche. Miguel, Ferrari times Lamborghini. You know what's weird? Not too long ago, I saw a difference with my Ferrari customers and the Lambo customers. Lambo customers are the ones who are crazy, the bright hair, don't mind modifying, going to town, making noise, revving. Now Ferrari guys, and the Ferrari guys are the ones who never even touched the power plant. Fast forward to today, Ferrari as a brand is starting to attract the younger affluent individuals, and people are starting to modify them. So that makes me actually quite happy, you know? Have you ever considered doing a Porsche 944? 
9904, a 928, which is also a front wheel, an FR layout, front engine rear wheel drive, but then the customer kind of canned the project right when we started. So I tend to see more serious enthusiasts in the 911 community than the 944 or 911, I mean, or 928. But there's one gentleman, a good friend of mine, who may change that. Ricky may change that, so we'll see what happens, you know? What type of racing do you do with 935s, and where have you competed? Well, see the motorsports, we just finished this in November. So my goal is to get a ton of, te ton of uh, testing, and what's very, very important to me, extremely important as I venture into this EV market, is thermal management. So as soon as I get to the point where our thermal management is on par, you will see us doing a lot with POC, Porsche Owners Club, and also the PCA, which we're members of both. And that will require us to do everything from as far north, in California at least, as far north of, as um, uh, Laguna Seca, all the way down to the beautiful track that we have in Sonoma, down to the Southern California area with Willow Springs, Streets of Willow, of course, Button Willow, and dare I say, the very, very hot track that's near Palm Springs. But thermal management has to be in place. BC, we want to know, for us admins, says Lady of Portia, your opinions on electric 911. I think it's absolutely amazing. You know, I talked a little bit a moment ago about this gentleman standing next to me, Ken, and it is a joy to keep 911s on the road. It really is. Both air-cooled and water-cooled. And electrifying these cars not only gives them new life, it gives them the opportunity to experience speeds and safety and efficiency that are never, ever, ever done before. And it does it in such a way that it's very non-invasive. And what I mean by that, can you believe that building this 935, I didn't have to cut anything in the car whatsoever? Nothing whatsoever. It's completely reversible. So that being said, would I rather see, and believe it or not, this 935 I purchased from Ron Palmer, who's the president of the POC here in SoCal. I purchased that car from him. The car was destined to never see a road or track ever again. And now this car exists and drives around because it was electrified. So I see an opportunity to give a Porsche a new life. That's very exciting. I see an opportunity to have it completely reversible. So if the time comes when you put your petrol engine back in and your 915 gearbox or, 9, or G50 gearbox or 901 or whatever the case may be, you can easily reverse it without any qualm. But if you drive an electric Porsche, it is unlike anything out there and still retains that soul. It smells and feels like an old 911 but it's absolutely a blast to drive. And it has, one thing I did with my own 911 electric is I, I left the, the engine bay open to bring in the noise into the cabin, and it has this very nice mechanical jet-like sound, which is really, really cool, you know? It's not that the K3 is fast, says ITB Kevin. It just tries to do a U-turn right away. <laughs> very funny, Kevin. Well, he's right. That thing tries to get away. I'm peg-legged right now, but I have a Quaif ATB on its way from the UK, and when I install that, Kevin, I'm gonna call you when I'm ready to go, it's on. We're gonna go to drag strip and piss some people off, which is pretty cool. Imagine that. Here is Bisimoto, known as the guy who killed Jay Leno. Oh no, so I, I don't wanna do that. Not at all, not at all. Please, no, 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 no. I'll be, I'll give him, you know what? I may be giving him not enough credit. He may be just fine, you know? Have you ever seen Tavrish in his rotary Ferrari? No, I haven't. Ooh, Tavrish is that YouTube guy, I think, I think. Yeah. yeah, he is, okay. And he built a rotary, wow, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I like 335s, I like 360s too. Why haven't we seen a beast motor car at the 24 hour of lemons? Because I haven't built one yet. 
Those are pretty fun cars. It would be nice to take like maybe, what's a good lemon? Oh, an AW11 Mazda. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> what's a good budget Porsche that I can get as a project car? James, this right here next to me. A lot of people sleep on these, but these are really cool. Believe it or not, and it's, it's just, I don't know why they're so cost effective, but a 986 Boxster is amazing as a project. It really is, a lot of fun. Some people kind of rag on it, which is silly, but the two sevens are potent. The Boxster S's have a six-speed gearbox and wonderful transmission, nice shifting, very balanced. They lack in the power department, but that's where we come to play. It's an amazing platform. And I have Boxsters, 986s. I have one, two, three, four. Four here right now. Yeah, four here right now. I love those cars. They're absolutely amazing. And if you want to put a Cayman-esque look to it, we have these carbon fiber roofs that you've seen on the, on the Boxmans that can definitely make it look very, very cool, James. So I hope that helps. Well, gentlemen, oh, it's past one o'clock and my thing is beeping red. So it was a slice of heaven. Thank you so much for joining me here on the BC Motor Tech Tuesday. you remain here on, on uh, Instagram for another 24 hours. I'll upload this post-haste on YouTube as an archiving moment. And once again, if you want to hear what we did today, please, by all means, listen to your friendly podcast networks, Spotify, Anchor, Podcast, iTunes, you name it, we are there. Just search for BC Motor. And if you want to see this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow up and it'll alert you if you hit the notifications key each time we have a video uploaded. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Cheers, and stay tuned. Bye.